I'll sit you up front. I feel sorry for you, Wayne. <laughs> If you would, open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. Today, we're going to look at love. Now, we could spend our time today looking at the love that Christians should have for others. Um, as I've mentioned before, it goes back to what Francis Schaeffer wrote in his book, The Mark of the Christian. The Mark of the Christian is love. Brotherly love that we show to other Christians, but more than that, it's the brotherly love, the love that we show to non-Christians as well. And if you think about it, the greatest way that we can show love to someone who is a non-Christian is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Now, when you think about love, love should be the mark that the world sees on the Christian. Whenever someone looks at us, they should see God's love. They should see the love of Jesus Christ flowing from us. And, you know, we could look at that today, but today I want to look at something else, and that is God's love. God's love. When you think about God's love, God's love is the mark that people see in us. But his love marks him as well. We have a God who loves. And, you know, if you think about it, all throughout the Bible, you could go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Even in creation, we see God's love at work. When God created all things, he created it out of love. His love is on display. And all you have to do is look at the order of creation. He did everything so that life could flourish on this planet. Then... After creation, the interactions that he had, whether it was with Adam and, Adam and Eve or, or Cain and Abel, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know, the patriarchs, all the interactions that God had with people throughout the, the Bible shows his love and the love he has with his creation. So today what we're going to look at is God's love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, it's written, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, today I just thank you for your word and just the day that you have provided, a day that we could just come and worship. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bless the reading of your word today and help us just to learn from it. Help us just to apply what we learn today in our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship. And Lord, 
Again, I pray that you would be with those that are sick, those that are shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling. You know each name, Lord, and each need, and we just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship, that if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you would just speak to their hearts today. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with me today and give me the words to say and hide me behind the cross. Let the words that are spoken be your words and just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, if you were to look in in 1 John chapter 4, pretty much it is the main focus of the chapter once you get to verse 7 to the end of the chapter is love. It's a chapter of love. You know, looking at verse 7, John reminds his readers that they are to love one another. Love should be at the forefront of the Christian life. Because he says that everyone that loves, if you look at verse 7, he says everyone that loves is born of God. So how you know that someone is a Christian is they should show love. That's one of the, you know, pretty much one of the fruits that the world will see. Something that we should bear in our daily life is love. And he says that anyone or everyone that loves is born of God. And then, you know, that leads to the question of why. And then he answers that when he says God is love. He didn't say love is God. He said God is love. One of the defining attributes of God is his love that he shows. And that also leads to the point where he says that he that loveth not knoweth not God. If you're a Christian or you say you're a Christian and you have no love in your life or no love in your heart and you're not showing love to others you need to check your relationship with God because love is the defining thing that marks us as a Christian it's the defining thing of God it's his greatest attribute is the love that he has for us and the love that he shows us And God's love is seen and on display, as I mentioned earlier, throughout the scripture. We especially see his love and how he sent his son to die on the cross for us. And we're going to look at that a little closer later, but look at what John writes in verse 9. Herein was that love... Herein was that love of God made manifest among us because God sent that his only begotten son into this world that we might live through him. So God's love was manifest when he sent his son into the world. And he sent his son into the world that we might live through him. 
So we see the love of God on display in the person of Jesus Christ. But as we look at the love of God, he has shown his love in many different ways. He's shown his love in many different ways. Think about God's love for a moment and how he has shown his love to you. Think about God's love and how he has shown it in just the different ways that he has shown it to the world. As I mentioned earlier, he shows it in creation. He shows it in giving us life. I mean, think about that. Only God creates life. (coughs) Satan can't create life. All Satan can do is destroy. But only God can create life. Each one of us is here today because God formed us in the womb. God creates life. Everything that we see on this planet, God created it. He keeps it together. He keeps everything flowing and everything together by the power of his will. I mean, think about it. If God wanted to, he could destroy everything. But he doesn't because of love. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, he could have destroyed everything. But he didn't because of love. God creates life. And we're here today because God created us. He formed us in the womb. Every single person in this room is here today because God created us. It is an act of creation. And we see this in what he tells Jeremiah. Look over in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Look at what God tells Jeremiah. He says, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. Before we were formed in the womb, God knew each and every one of us and what we would do with our life. That's the power of God. But that's also the love of God. The love of God at work, the forming of life shows The love of God. He loves us. And he also blesses us. He blesses us. Through his love we have the multiplied blessings of God. And I want you to think about something. Through his love God does not only just bless the righteous. He blesses all. He's no respecter of person. He lets his reign fall on the just as well as the unjust. Everyone is a partaker of his blessings. And what are the blessings that he gives us? Think about it. He gives us food. He gives us clothing. He gives us a a house to live in, a roof over our head. He gives us all these different things, but he does it to just and unjust alike. Because he does it out of his love. That's the love of God. Think about how he has blessed you. 
Now when I look at my life, God has blessed me in many different ways. I have the blessings of an ornery and mean wife, five crazy cats, and a crazy beagle. I mean, a wonderful, loving wife, five normal cats, and a normal dog. But in all, in all seriousness, when you think about our families, our wives, our husbands, our children, our pets, our jobs, the food we eat, the clothes we wear, the homes we have, all these different things that we have, we have because God has given it to us. And you might be thinking, well, but I work for all the things that I have. Look at the roof of this building. What's it made out of? We didn't create the wood. God did. The cotton in our clothes, we didn't create the cotton. God created it. Everything we have, we have because God has given it to us, and he has given it to us out of his love. That's the love of God. Everything that we have is a blessing that comes from God. Everything that we have is a blessing that comes from God, and this shows his love. I mean, think, everything, the food we eat, the water we drink, the clothes we wear, all of this comes from God. And because all of these things are a blessing and a gift from God, we should never take these things for granted. We have them because God gave them to us. You know, he makes the rain and the snow. He gives the water that makes the plants grow. That's what God does. Not a sparrow, as Christ says, not a sparrow falls to the ground without God knowing about it. And you know what that means? That bug that you squash, God knows about it. God sees his creation. And he loves his creation. And we can see his love in, you know, just the grand things in the universe. Just stop one day and look up. Look at the night sky, the stars, the planets, the moon. All these things that you see. When you step outside, look at all the things that you see during the day, the trees, the clouds, the sun, the birds, the squirrels, just all these different things that we see. Because God allows us to see the grand things he has created and the simple things he has created. He allows us to see these things and we see his love in the grand things as well as in the simple things. That's the love of God. The flowers, the trees, the sunlight, the rain, the rainbow, all of these things shows God's hand. And it shows his love. It shows his love. The beauty and splendor of creation. And all we have, all we see, comes from God. 
And it's a blessing from God that he has given us just a beautiful planet on which to live. And another way God shows us his love You know, we see his love in creation. We see his love in blessings. But another way he shows us his love is is in what he gives us of himself. What he gives us of himself. Not only does he give us everything that we have, he also gives of himself. He gave us his son. Look back again at 1 John verse 10. Herein is that love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a reconciliation for our sins. Look at the first part of that verse, what John writes. Herein is love. Herein is love. Herein is God's love. Not that we loved God. Not that we loved God. Look at that. Not that we loved God. We didn't love God. The only way or the only reason we love God is because he loves us first. because humans are selfish. But herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Why didn't we love God? Sin. Sin. Think about that, sin. What sin does to the individual. When we sinned in the Garden of Eden, we became rebellious. And that sin passed down generation after generation after generation until every single one of us is sinful. Every single one of us is sinful. Dead in sin and trespass. But God, out of his love sent his son. Not that we loved him. Because when we're dead in trespasses and sin, there's absolutely no possible way that we can love God. That's why God has to call us. That's why God has to convict us. That's why God even has to give us the faith to believe. And he does it out of love. But when we didn't even love him, he sends his son. And he does it out of love. In St. Paul's Cathedral in London, England, there's a statue. And it shows Christ hanging on the cross in agony. And at the base of that scrap, at the base of that statue, it's inscribed, this shows the love of God. This shows the love of God. This is how God loves the world. When we didn't even love him, he loved us and sent his son for us. 
That's the love of God. And we can see it in John 3.16. For God so loveth the world that he hath given his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We can see the love of God right there. But we can't stop right there, can we? God has to give us the faith and show us the love and show us the mercy. Because without him sending the Son into the world, we were already condemned for sin. But that shows the love of God. Christ was given to us to be the propitiation or the satisfaction, to be the reconciliation for our sin. That's what his sacrifice did. That's the love of God. God's wrath at our sin is satisfied by the sacrificial death of Christ on the cross, the shedding of his blood. The offering of Jesus Christ satisfies God. But that too shows the love of God. That he allows himself to be satisfied by the death of his son. Look over at Romans chapter 3. Look at verses 25 and 26. And it talks about that reconciliation that we have through Jesus Christ. It says, Whom God hath set forth to be a reconciliation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness by the forgiveness of the sins that are past through the patience of God to show at this time his righteousness that he might be just, and look at this, and a justifier. Of him, which is of the faith of Jesus. So what does that mean? It means that when God sent his son into the world to die for us, when we have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, and his death on the cross, and his resurrection, when we have faith in that, God forgives us. Because the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, the death of his son, satisfies him. Christ was the perfect sacrifice, the lamb without blemish, and it's his death that pays the penalty for our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins. Again, that shows the love of God. You know, it goes back to what the old psalm or the old hymn says. The old hymn, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. My sins is left to crimson saying he's washed it white as snow. That's the love of God. And remember I said that when we didn't even love God, God shows us this love. Because when you look at what Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, Paul says that we were enemies of God because of sin. We were enemies of God. God shows us his love when we were not only unlovable, we were his enemies. Enemies because of sin. Yet being enemies of God did not stop God's love. 
Look at what he writes in Romans chapter 5, verse 10. He says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we should be saved by his life. And it brings us back to 1 John chapter 4. Verse 10, herein is love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us. The love of God is manifest in the person of Jesus Christ. Manifest in the person of Jesus Christ. Now we have looked at God's love. And we've looked at some of the ways that he has shown it. There are many, many different ways that God shows us his love. But the supreme way is on the cross. That's the supreme way God has shown us his love. The cross of Jesus Christ. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for us when we were his enemies and we didn't even love him. All I can say is thank God that he loves us. Thank God that he loves us. And yet, even when we see his love manifested in this way, we take it for granted. We should never take the love of God for granted. And you might be thinking, well, Brother Jeff, how do I take the love of God for granted when you fall into sin? Goes back to what Paul writes in Romans. Shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? And he answers his own question. He says, God forbid. We can't do that. We can't take the love of God for granted. We shouldn't even take his blessings for granted. We shouldn't take anything that he has done for us for granted. And we should never think, oh, I can go do this just because God's going to forgive me for doing it. Don't tempt God. We should never take his love for granted. And we should never take his son for granted. You know why? Because we can't re-crucify Christ. Don't take him for granted. Look at the love God has shown us. And if you do not know Christ as your Lord and Savior, look at how God loves us. All the things he gives us. All the ways he blesses us. And when you look at all the things he has given us and all the ways he has blessed us, all that pales in comparison to the way he shows his love through Jesus Christ. It pales in comparison. So look at Christ and look at the cross. If you want to see the love of God, look at Christ and look at the cross because that shows us the love of God. And that shows us the love of God in a way that makes all other things pale in comparison. The love of God. The love he shows us in creation. 
his blessings, but more importantly, in his son. God's precious and holy love. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, today as we come before, just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from it. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. If there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.